Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power of Color Radio, where color is our passion and our companion in this transforming world. Here's your host, Arlene Arnold. Hello, everybody. We're really glad that you're here today. And for those of you that are looking for the chat room, I forgot to start it, but I just started it now, so you're welcome to come into the chat room. Um, we're into a time when I, when I don't know about you, but I'll, a lot of people that I'm working with are having a rather difficult time right now. So I hope that all of you are remembering to uh, breathe colors, to ask colors to surround you and help you to make it through these times when there's a lot of change going on and that kind of thing. And um, I'm going to be um, offering a course that I, I have changed some, and it's really bringing together a number of things that I've done over the years. And um, some of you know I've been doing this over 20 years, so I have a lot of bits and pieces that have come along during that time. And I'm going to offer this course as a home study and then with um, eight weeks of, of uh, group phone calls on Sundays. So um, this is about... Uh, taking care of the kinds of habits that we have developed. It's very interesting because uh, sometimes the habits seem to run our lives. And I've, I've discovered some really interesting, simple ways to dissolve the energy of that so that you don't even have to have it in your life anymore. So if you're interested in that, uh, email me and I'll send you the link to how to find out more about it. So you can just uh, email me at Arlene. A-R-L-E-N-E, at thepowerofcolor.com. Arlene at thepowerofcolor.com. And just say you'd like to know more about the upcoming class. So anyway, today I'm very excited because I have a guest with me. And um, my guest is Ted Dosher. And Ted has been doing something called loving. And um, Ted, welcome. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, so Ted, I, you know, I was so excited when I heard about what you were doing with gloving, and I know that it's um, part of something called flow art. So I thought we might start with uh, what flow art is about and, um, and how gloving is part of that, and then, then we'll talk about how you got into this. So why don't you give folks the background about uh, flow art? Okay. Um, well, there's... A few different forms of flow art. Um, one of the older ones is called poi, um, which you may have seen with fire or just different. I don't know. They're attached to strings and you twirl them around to music, um, and so that's that's one form. There's one called uh, bugang, which is these S-shaped sticks. I don't know how to describe them any other way, but um, so you tur- you turn those to make different movements. Essentially, it's a dynamic art form that's moving as you are controlling it. Um, and it's it's an expression. It's an expression of your inner self, what your emotions are. It can be anything. I mean, it can be any way that you are feeling. You can express that along with gloving. And gloving is with finger and hand and arm movements, um, the way that I use it is with 
gloves that have LED microchips in them. And these micro lights mm-hmm. have different light, have different color settings and different strobe patterns, and you can create all different kinds of fantastic colors and shapes. And it, it's it, it's just I, I I love it so much because I get to really express who I am when I'm giving someone a light show. Nice. Well, I, one of the things that I think is so interesting is even the when they're doing the flow art and there there aren't any lights to it, it, it creates such a beautiful pattern. It reminds me a lot of um, the mandalas that we have in, in our class mm. called the Limperies because it's like repeated patterns, and, except that this is so dynamic. It's so it's so flowing, and you're right there involved in it. And I've watched some of the videos of that, I'm going, oh, that is just so beautiful. And it's, um, I, I think that we've seen some of the flow art on some of these programs um, where they have troops that do different things together, and that's, that's kind of cool too. But mm-hmm. I was so um, excited to find out that you were using color and light mm-hmm. as part of, of the uh, thing because it's, it's so fun to see how you can you can work with the light. So um, let's go back and find and tell the audience how you got interested in this. How did you find it in the first place? Uh, well, uh, when I was living in Davis, California, I met a friend of mine who had just bought a set of gloves, and he and another friend of mine they started a club at UC Davis called Ambience. And so I was I was hanging out with these people and I saw them doing light shows and I was just fascinated by it. But I didn't really get into it in terms of my own expression. I didn't really start actually gloving myself until a couple of years later um, after I had been through a breakup and I was just trying to find something that I felt like I was missing, like something creative as an outlet for myself and this was a way for me to really open up and try something new that I was kind of familiar with already and already had a community around me that was interested in it Um, and then once I started that I just I felt like my personal growth especially like with my creativity like I felt like so much had been bottled up after years of not really having a way of getting it out. And so, like, to me, it, it just opened up new windows of opportunity for me to have expression and connect with other people in an artistic way. So so how do you decide what kind of movements you're going to do? Does that just come intuitively, or is uh, that something that you plan ahead, or how does that work? Well, it's definitely a free-form activity. It's 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 definitely a, a creative expression. It is not something that is rehearsed. Granted, practicing different sets of moves allows you to have more in your repertoire that you can go to. So having more, like, smaller technical movements can be very difficult on your fingers and like and have, take a lot of dexterity. 
but there's also big flowing moves that can really create big trails that people are very, very entranced by. Um, it's it's really about combining the two and uh-huh. really understanding that what you're doing is you are expressing the emotions that are going on when you're feeling this music that is on in the background. And you can express that to someone in an individual way by giving them a light show. So being able to, like, for me, I feel like it's, I'm expressing my creativity to a person and I am, I'm giving them a part of me when I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're inviting them maybe to just be a part of the flow of it as well. Exactly. So, so it's like a, it's it's interesting because it involves the music because that's part of what gives you the the movement to it, um, right. and and it involves uh, finding that movement inside of yourself. I would think, in exactly. order to be able to express it. So, have you had you been an artistic person before this? Yeah, and. I think that that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about missing a creative outlet. Um, mm-hmm. I've always been interested in music. I started playing piano when I was in third grade, and then I moved on to playing trumpet. And that was my main instrument for years. And then when I was in high school, I was in jazz band. That was really a creative. That that was re- like soloing in jazz band was really where I got to really find a creative outlet for myself that was unlike anything I had ever experienced. Um, And after high school, I didn't really have people, I didn't really have people in my community that I was playing music with. So I kind of went away for a few years. And so finding gloving for me was definitely a huge part of really giving me back the sense of expression, the sense of self, or I guess the, the sense of creativity that I, I felt yeah. was lacking in my life. And I just, it, it was so exciting for me because I had a new way to get that out and connect with people yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, because you have a community that are as passionate about it as you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so um, I'm just going to tell our, our listeners that if you have some questions for Ted, please call in at 646-595-4667. That's 646-595-4667. And if you will press 1, we know that you would like to speak to Ted. So, Ted, I was wondering how you, um, how you would suggest, if someone was really interested in this art form, how, how would you suggest that they start? Um, well, the, the first thing, I suppose, is, the best way is to go online and actually look at videos of gloving just to see what people can do and what the different scale and different array of different things that people can do with their, with all of their different movements. Um, Just to be able to familiarize yourself with understanding what it is and seeing how you can put all of your creativity into what you're doing Seeing these videos of people giving light shows is really a, a really good way to get yourself exposed. Um, 
and honestly, buying gloves or buying gloves, that, well, the, the micro lights are the things that actually make everything have color, but they go inside of the gloves. And so buying those, I mean, is obviously a good way to get started too. Um, and you know, the thing is, is there there's communities for glovers all around the country, and it's starting to get more exposure around the world. That it has come from the United States originally. So, um, yeah, and so that's one of the things for me. Like coming up here, I reached out to people that I knew um, from Northern California. That if anyone knew people in Seattle in the Seattle area that had the gloving community, if I could connect with them. And I connected with them pretty much right away, and I go to a meetup every week now. So so they might even find it on meetup, too, if they were interested in in this kind of a group, right? Um, do, do yeah, they I don't know if there's meetup? actually a community on meetup, but um, uh-huh. there's a very large uh, community on Facebook. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, there's plenty of ways for people to connect that way and yeah there's just there's a really awesome community up here that I feel like I'm already getting integrated into and really enjoying seeing all the different moves and all the different ways that people glove up here because there is it it's interesting that there seems to be an actual difference in style from where I was from or from from Northern California coming up here, it is really uh-huh. interesting to see that like people learn a lot of the same things and have a lot of the same things stylistically, but because of the power of the internet, there's ways that people can get involved and see things from all over, which it, it is also really quite fascinating to me. Well, and flow art actually started in some other countries too, did not? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen some yeah. of the ones where they use sticks and things like yeah. that that are really amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have you have influences from a lot of places, but that's interesting that different areas seem to um, gravitate towards certain kinds of moves. Is that what you would say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily that, something concrete, but it's. It's definitely yeah. something that's noticeable. And are some of those people, uh, do they gravitate towards certain music too? Um, yeah. I mean, I would say the predominant form of, like in a general sense, the predominant form of music that people glove to is electronic music, which unfortunately has given gloving a bit of a negative stigma. But... Um, I can glove to pretty much any kind of music that exists. And it, I, I think just a lot of people associate gloving with, like, rave culture and electronic music. But it mm. really can be applied to any kind of music. If, you feel, if you're feeling that music and you feel like you can express yourself to that, there's no reason you can't give a light show and to that music. Nice. Well, I know that uh, one of the things that I had asked you to do was to do a little experiment with uh, complementary colors, the ones that are across right. from each other on the color wheel, because that's my work. And um, so I'm, I'm curious to know how that worked for you. How did you feel about that? I know you did the video about it, but uh, how did right, that right. feel? Um, there was 
a lot of positive feedback that I had gotten. Um, I, I definitely noticed, I guess, I guess almost a, a sense of connection, a, a, a stronger sense of connection with my light shows as I had changed my sets to using complementary colors. It was it was really interesting to see like the way that people's faces kind of light up <laughs> um, like that. It just uh, it was really interesting, and I I really think that having that, I mean, it just it kind of brings you into this sense of ease and being able to enjoy, to really sit back and enjoy and just take in the expression that someone else is giving you. And really, with the with the complementary colors, uh, you're getting a different kind of balance, and that may. What it does when we're working with color is it helps people to relax, to let go of stress. And I would think that what you're doing lets go of stress on many levels because as people move into the flow, that would be part of releasing stress. And um, if you're completely into it, you're not thinking about other things. So that that would be a way to release some stress. And I, I think that goes the same for myself as well. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I know I, I felt like I've been more at ease and like that my creativity has flown a lot easier for me. It's been a lot, I don't know, it's just come to me in a more natural way. It's, I think kind of goes with the more experience that I have, the more it puts me. But also I have just the, the sense of, I don't know if it's necessarily comfort, but it's a sense of just being present to the colors and being present mm-hmm. to the way that that makes me feel. I think that just allows me to really reach inward, put that creativity out. I was thinking, too, how it it's a little bit like finger painting, <laughs> except that you don't, <laughs> don't last, but I mean... <laughs> As you're making the movements, I always think of finger painting as, you know, making different movements with your hands and creating different um, designs that way. So I, I would think that you can even think of it like a, a finger painting kind of thing. That is definitely – that is a way that I have not thought about it before, but that is interesting to think about. I That's an interesting perspective. Yeah, I – I, I definitely get it. It's just <laughs> something that's definitely a, a different viewpoint for me. Yeah, because but it makes I, a lot of sense. Um, yeah, because in finger painting, it's another way of of expressing yourself and expressing what you're feeling and and experimenting with different kinds of uh, designs. And uh, but I think what's so interesting about gloving is that the designs you're making. They they are there only while you're in that movement, and then they're on right. to the next movement, which is kind of it's interesting. It's kind of how I see humanity changing. You know, there's a, hmm. I should have brought my luminaries in here, but one of our luminaries talks about how uh, it's no longer about planning something ahead of time like you would with a blueprint. But the movement right. of what you are doing is the blueprint itself. And and that's kind of how I think of gloving is that that you're creating Absolutely. something 
but it's the movement that's creating it. It's not you're not necessarily planning it out ahead of time. Even if you have certain moves that you incorporate into that, it still is a very very much a part of of being present with what you want to do in that moment. So I want to remind yeah. our listeners that because we have a, a listener here, if you would like to ask a question of Ted, um, please press one so that we know that you have raised your hand and you would like to ask a question. So, um, <clears throat> you know, what I what I was uh, was considering is that as you do, I think you told me that as you do the movement, sometimes the colors change based on the frequency of the movement. Is that correct? Uh, it depends on what kind of lights you're using. Um, there's different strobe modes and different patterns that the lights flash in. And each mode, mm-hmm. you pick a set of colors within these okay. within these microchips. So within these uh, different color sets, you have different strobe patterns. So, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, it, it it can create an illusion that, like, when you're hold, if you're holding your hand still, especially like if you have complementary colors, it'll create a different kind of. It'll create a more like almost kind of white light as they're mm-hmm. together, but as they're moving, you see the colors separate. Oh, because that's of the refresh rate of the bulb. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So, and there's a bunch of different strobe patterns that are, and even more that are being developed all the time because the technology in gloving has skyrocketed in the last two, three years. I mean, it the, the changes in the microchips have, are kind of mind-blowing in terms of like how much they've advanced. Like some of the newer ones now have accelerometers in them. So, and um, like up to 30 different color choices. I I, I think some of them have even more than that, that you can program. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing that the possibilities of different color combinations that you can come up with and different Mm -hmm. stroke patterns. I mean, it's almost infinite in terms of the number of combinations that are being developed well, here's another interesting thing. You know, um, one of the things that I tell people is um, when we're working with color is at the beginning of the day to kind of uh, sense what they would like for the day and then choose hmm. a color and send that color ahead of them into the day so that it kind of helps to create a certain uh, frequency, a certain feeling in their day. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. it's interesting to have different uh, videos that you've done in different colors, and the person could choose whatever it was that you know you could put to it what kind of what the um, theme was of that, and they mm-hmm. could use that to just watch it for five minutes or something before they start the day. It'd be another way of creating your day, you know, being. I think that's to, a great way to start your day. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because because I feel like sometimes we we get up groggy, drink our cup of coffee, and take off, and we never stop to really say, okay, I'm here, I'm present, and how, and I'm a creative being. So how do I make sure that what happens in my day is what I really want? 
And um, and that's part of the complementary colors is being able to combine both what you're doing in an active part of you and in the receptive part of you, and what you're what you're planning in terms of of the of the kind of balance that you want in your day. And um, so it just it's fascinating to me that how we could use this concept of, of gloving to enhance the uh, qualities of color. Yeah, color I think I'm going to have to incorporate it, that into my morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that if people would understand that um, what happens to us is a lot about the frequency that we're in, because everything is always moving. Energy is always moving, and so we have a certain right. frequency in our field. You know, I used to do uh, aura photos, and different colors would come up in people's field, and those colors had different frequencies. And I would sit and tell them about those colors, and they'd go, how do you know that about me? And I said, that color's in your field. <laughs> and, and, and what happens is you tell other people who you are and, and where you're at just by what they're picking up from your frequency. So when you're gloving, I think that you, if, with with certain intentions around the, the colors and, and maybe just about what it is that you want it to express, it would be very interesting because it will definitely change the frequency in your energy field. Absolutely. I mean, I, I just, I, it's crazy for me to think about, like, how much it can affect you in that way, and I... The more I the more I think about it, the more I want to incorporate that and like the sense of feeling that I have with different complementary color sets to create that feeling for others and for myself when I'm giving my light shows. So and I hope that like I can influence other lovers to understand like the power of complementary colors and the way that it can influence the way that they express themselves and the way that they can you know, really feel that creativity come in a much easier way because of the sense of just being present to what the colors are and and feeling the energy from other people. Well, you know what else is that I've discovered over the years is the colors have consciousness. So the more that you work with them, the more that you're in partnership with those colors and they actually will work with you in the way that you want them to work with you. So um, it's it's very interesting because we forget that everything that is created is part of the source energy. It's all part of comes from the same place, which is is consciousness. And there are mm. different levels of consciousness. But but um, I tell people it's just like you you name your car, and pretty soon your car feels like it has a a life of its own and that it talks to you. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's that kind of relationship that you can have with colors where they, where they actually come in. When I call in a color to help with something, it's like instantaneously it's there. I might not see it, but I feel it come in, you know. I can even taste mm. the, the frequency of it. So I think that, that, that what you're doing has some big ramifications in terms of how it affects you and how it affects the people who are watching this and how it, it, it offers such a wonderful 
way of understanding that we are creators, that we are mm-hmm. part of of developing what what it is that we experience. I'm sorry to say, Ted, that we're almost out of time, um, and I just I I want to remind people that if you will go to the website, our website, which is uh, thepowerofcolor.com. Um, there is a free thing there where you can find out what your favorite color means and you'll learn some more about colors. And you also have a a, uh, coloring book that tells you about complementary colors. So feel free to to email me and uh, tell them how they can find you on YouTube. Um, So just search my name, Ted Dozier, D-O-S-H-I-E-R, and my videos are on there and There will be a lot more coming soon because I have a new lens for my camera, so that will be exciting, and hopefully they'll be in a bit better quality. Well, thank you so much, Ted, for coming on. It was just fun to talk with you, and um, I just hope that you have more and more fun with this new way of expressing yourself, and I hope other people might want to join you. So we need to say goodbye to everybody. And uh, okay. uh, and everybody, we're here on the um, second and, and fourth Wednesdays at 3.30 Pacific. Come join us again. Thank you again, Ted. Well, thanks for having me on. Bye. You're welcome. Bye, everybody. <laughs> thanks for being part of the Power of Color Radio. Join us every second and fourth Wednesday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, for a half hour of colorful information and transformational experiences. In the meantime, you can find us at www.thepowerofcolor.com.